Welcome to the Perfectly Preserved Podcast. I'm your host, Jenny Gomes. And I'm Anna Cash. Here, we come together to bring you a podcast all about preserving food safely, easily, and dare I say perfectly at home. We are master food preservers, moms, wives, and we love talking about canning. We've decided the world needs a podcast that shares up-to-date, modern, safe information about canning, dehydrating, freezing, freeze-drying, and more. We answer listener questions, teach beginner and intermediate techniques, and share our very best tips for preserving successfully. We'll show you how to find trusted recipes, sources, and more so you never have to second-guess your preserving practices again. Ready to can like a master preserver? Let's get into today's episode. Welcome to the Perfectly Preserved Podcast. This is going to be an interesting episode. Jenny, just like I have been getting tagged in a ton of social media posts about pickling and preserving eggs, and specifically in pickling lime. And to be honest, I have never wanted to do this. Whenever I see it, it kind of makes me cringe a little bit, but I understand that people will want to do this regardless of what we say. Right, Jenny? (laughs) (laughs) Right, right. So we are here to share the best information that we have access to. And I think we have a really thorough episode here to talk about how to pickle eggs, what water glassing eggs is all about, how to best preserve eggs, what are the best practices. And yeah, we're just diving into how to preserve eggs today. Okay, so like Jenny and I, you may have chickens or you've raised chickens in the past. And if you don't do any type of lighting in the winter, you will probably notice that maybe egg production will go down with the amount of sunlight that hens receive. That was super apparent to me, even though our chickens did really well here in Northern Utah, I did see a decrease in egg production. And then in the spring, you know, we would have an abundance of eggs. And then they also would kind of go into this cycle when it was really hot here around Mm -hmm. 100 degrees, they would kind of slow down as well. So chickens can be a little bit finicky as far as like their egg laying. And that's biological, it's totally natural. So we're here to talk about how to preserve your eggs when you have an abundance. Great. So this also came about too, I think, because we're recording this in March of 2023 and egg prices, at least where I am, are really high, certainly the highest in my lifetime. And I suspect they will stay high. In California, they passed a law that says that no eggs sold in the state can come from a caged environment. So all eggs have to be, quote, cage free, end quote, which makes them more expensive. So I just I think that we're going to speak to a lot of listeners who are starting their first flock this spring and or adding to their flock and or trying to find a way to avoid that really high price at the grocery store. Yeah, I totally agree. We don't have that law here. Mm-hmm. I feel like California usually leads the way as far as like <laughs> restriction. <laughs> restrictions um far as food and environmental concerns go. But I mean, I'm on the opposite end, you know, like my state has very few restrictions and I kind of wish that they had, sure, you know, maybe meeting in the middle somewhere. I think you and I are on polar opposites of the spectrum of the states for sure. But yeah, I've noticed an increase like everybody else in 
egg prices. And I think it will lead people to maybe look at getting more chickens this year. Okay, so I'll start off. The Nebraska State Extension has a great article, and we're linking all this in our show notes. The Nebraska State Extension says that eggs can safely be preserved in three ways, which is not including home freeze drying. But canning eggs is not one of them. So if you see recipes or tutorials for canning eggs, that's not recommended. And I I would not do that. Eggs can be kept raw below 40 degrees. They can be pickled and they can be frozen raw. And Anna is our resident expert on pickling eggs. And this is just a really great way to make a refrigerator preserve that I feel like would wow anybody coming to your book club party to, to see your hors d'oeuvre plate. I think it's a really fun preserving activity. And she is going to tell us all about how she pickles eggs. Yeah. So when I had an abundance of eggs, what I would do is I would just hard boil probably like two dozen eggs, make sure that they're clean, washed, and then hard boil them, peel them, and then I would pickle them and put them in the fridge. Mm -hmm. You can do riffs on your pickled products. So like sometimes I would do pickled beets in with the pickled eggs and they would turn this gorgeous dark burgundy color. Mm. I also have done some with turmeric and it turns them yellow. Mm. Um, I've done jalapenos in with the pickled eggs and it makes them this delicious spicy egg. And yeah, it's really good for like an hors d'oeuvre tray. I don't, I don't really like eat a ton of pickled eggs, but when I have them, I find that it's like a nice snack to have. Mm -hmm. Have you done that before, Jenny? So I've never had. I've never done it for myself. This is the first 12 months. I'm ending my first year of having chickens. And I've never had a recipe that I thought like, oh, I would love that. But Anna, you're a jalapeno pickled egg. I'm going to have to get that from you because my husband would love to take a couple of pickled eggs that were spicy in his lunch. I, he would love that. In our show notes, we're going to include several cooperative extension office recipes from Nebraska State, including beet eggs, sweet and sour eggs, dark and spicy eggs, cidered eggs, dilled eggs, and pineapple pickled eggs. Have you ever had pineapple pickled eggs, Anna? Whoa, I have never had <laughs> pineapple pickled eggs, but I I mean, I, I bet they would be good. I don't know. That's a really strange one to me, but I've been surprised before by preserved <laughs> things. So, uh, Yeah, so that was a cool one that I have never, I have never heard of that, but it probably is cool. And then we'll, again, we'll put those, all those recipes in the show notes. So the first path to preserving, I think, is, is the question of should you wash or not wash your farm fresh eggs? And this is just an interesting path that history has taken us down. So in the early 20th century, in America, they started washing eggs and taking them to market. And that is also concurrently when white eggs became popular, the, the prevalence of the white leghorn egg, right? And by the time that science caught up and said, wait a second, there's more problems with washed eggs than there are with unwashed eggs, um, the American consumer was already ready and happy to buy and wanting to buy perfectly clean and perfectly white eggs. But at the same time, Europe didn't start washing their eggs and they were purchasing eggs at market that hadn't been washed, and they were experiencing fewer of the foodborne illness problems that result from washed eggs. 
And uh, this quote I thought was so good. Through time, the European philosophy of foodborne pathogen control has been that prevention is better than the cure. So by the time Americans figured out, like, uh, it's not, 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 not the best idea to wash the eggs first. It was like, that's what the consumer already wanted. That's what they were demanding with their dollars. And here we are with washed eggs. So if you are getting farm fresh eggs, it's best to wash them just right before you use them. And there's a great blogger that I followed for a long time, Deanna of Homestead and Chill. And I'm going to link to her blog post about, it's very detailed about washing eggs and how best to store them. So you can store them in the refrigerator for up to four months or longer and wash them right before you use them. And that's the very condensed version of her blog post. But now, Anna, uh, we've got to dive into water glassing. <laughs> do we? <laughs> dun, okay, dun, let's dun. Do it. I'm not scared. <laughs> let's do it. Okay. There are things that we get tagged in. I mm-hmm. said it at the beginning of this episode. And it's not that we want to be like a buzzkill um, <laughs> or bring anybody down, but there are certain things that are not recommended. And water glassing or using pickling lime to water glass your eggs is one of them. For those of you that don't know, that means that you take your clean, unwashed eggs and you add it to a container, a clean, food-safe container, uh, and you add your pickling lime and water. And basically, the premise is, is that the lime will coat the egg and seal it, and it will be available for up to, I don't even know, somebody said like a year or 18 months. Have you heard longer than that, Jenny? And give me your hot take about it. Yeah. I mean, I'm seeing people doing this all over social media as well. And I've been asked, like, can you do it? And and I, I wanted to find out for myself, like, why is it not recommended? And what is the risk? Because I, I mean, I should back up to and say that the risk of salmonella is a risk, but it is also a different type of foodborne pathogen risk than botulism poisoning, which I know quite a bit more about. And if you order, you know, or cook yourself uh, a fried egg with a soft yolk, you're not following the recommendation, right? So I just want to acknowledge that not every aspect of my entire life is governed by uh, what is recommended, right? Because I love a runny yolk just as much as the next girl. I love eggs Benedict. There's no French cook in the world who would who would cook an egg all right. the way through, right? But Anna and I wanted to dive into this. I mean, with trepidation, right? Uh, but we wanted to dive into it because we wanted to know. So, what <laughs> is it about water glassing that is that is problematic? And after researching this, we still concluded, yeah, this isn't something we're going to be doing. So, yeah, people put like in a five gallon bucket or other containers a ton of eggs. And they've mixed up a solution of pickling lime. So pickling lime is known as calcium hydroxide. And Anna and I are more familiar with it in the canning context. It is the product that you can purchase in some states from some companies to soak cucumber pickles in or other vegetables before they are pickled. And it used to be used all the time. But even old recipes will tell you to rinse the vegetables three times, if not more, to be sure that you remove all the pickling lime from the vegetables. And in a canning context, that's really, really important that that be removed because it is a low acid 
element. It's very low in acid. And there have been, I would say, a handful of cases of botulism linked to the use of pickling lime. So water glassing your eggs is not creating an anaerobic, that means no oxygen, environment. So as far as I know, at the time of this recording, we're unaware of any botulism cases linked to water glassing eggs. But lime ingestion, which we're going to talk about next, is clearly not desirable because of this requirement to rinse really, really well. And because lime ingestion can cause calcium hydroxide poisoning and it's very clear that it's not something you should ingest. Pickling lime is not sold by ball anymore. You can listen to our acid and canning episode for all about why that is really important. And it just kind of gave us like some really good background information, just knowing what we know about canning. Like this is probably something you don't want to consume. And then Anna, why don't you tell us about how eggs uh, are porous and how lime can be found inside these water glass eggs. Yeah. So I I find it really interesting that a lot of people mm. who do pickling lime in their eggs are usually people who don't like a lot of additives mm-hmm. or maybe they are trying to live a toxic free lifestyle, but then maybe they do, maybe they don't understand the risk of these porous eggs absorbing some of that toxic pickling lime, um, that calcium hydroxide. And so I I think it's really important to note that like eggs really are porous. They can absorb that. That's why they, they tell you that eggs need to be washed at a certain temperature because if it's at a different temperature, then some of maybe some of that chicken poop that's on the outside or dirt can get inside and you don't want that risk of that being inside your eggs. So that's something to keep in mind um, when you're deciding if you want to do this or not. Earlier in the episode, Jenny and I, I was like, wait, isn't it calcium chloride? But I was incorrect. It's calcium hydroxide is pickling lime. Yes. Calcium chloride is actually pickle crisp Mm. and ball still sells pickle crisp granules that you can put in with your pickled products, but pickling lime they're finding is like more toxic and they don't want to carry that anymore. And now a quick word about our courses. Want to learn more about canning? Check out our video courses. Anna's beginner and advanced canning courses are available at smarthomecanning.com. And Jenny teaches a variety of courses, including the super fast steam canning course at startcanning.com. Use code POD25 to get 25% off those courses today. That's code POD25 to get 25% off today. So that's such a great point that you brought that up, Anna. I think that a lot of people who might be persuaded to try water glassing eggs just don't realize that pickling lime is not something you really probably want your food just soaking in for 18 months. Like that just seems really counterintuitive to the whole ethos of farm fresh eggs. Like the whole point of farm fresh eggs is because they're so much better for you, right? And it's like this this whole lifestyle, right? Pickling lime does not really fit in my mind with that life. Also, I think it bears mentioning that the practice of water glassing became popular at a time when it was thought that eggs were sterile inside and that all bacteria came after the eggs were legged. But research shows us that salmonella can contaminate eggs as they're being formed inside the hen. And water glassing 
calls for an unwashed egg. And those are, of course, going to come from smaller like mom and pop or regular person flocks. And Penn State University found that small home flocks have a much higher incidence of salmonella than in commercial ones. But don't come at me. I'm sure that is because in commercial flocks, they're just blanketed with antibiotics and other really not awesome farming practices. I'm sure that's statistically why. Okay. But it is something to bear in mind, right? That you probably are not treating your backyard flock the way you would a, you know, thousands and thousands of birds flock, right? And I think it's just something to keep in mind. Like, even though you have like this cute, happy chicken coop and you sing to your chickens and you leave, you know, feed them your chicken scraps, that doesn't mean that they can't be infected with salmonella. They very well could. I was just going to ask. Do you know if there's a way to check to see if your home flock has salmonella? That's a great question that I don't know the answer to. I don't think that there is an easy way to find out. There, I'm sure there is a way, but I don't think there's a quick you know, test that you can do. Unless, unless, please inform me if I'm wrong. I don't think that there is. In my research for this episode, I didn't find that. Okay. Yeah. So one of the things that is a sad side effect of not using fresh eggs, What, no matter what type of preserving you do, right? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. if you freeze them, then the yolk will be broken. If you freeze dry scrambled eggs, there's a, you know, the consistency is kind of funky. But with water glassed eggs, a lot of that, the cell wall and the viscosity of the eggs will be different when you pull them out and use them. Having never consumed them myself, that's just what I've read online from people who say that, you know, the consistency is a little bit different, but the flavor stays about the same. So I read a lot of pro water glassing posts for this episode. And even the people that water glass admit that the yolks very often break when you crack the egg open. And that reason alone, my family would riot. Like they want fried eggs with an intact yolk. (laughs) That would be, that'd be like deal breaker. No water glassing for my house, even if all the other concerns weren't a concern. So I think that that is another thing to consider that the the quality of the egg isn't as awesome if they are stored in this way. And we're going to link to an article, obviously some more articles that support this. So I think that this leads us to refrigeration, Anna. This is the, the the refrigeration frontier, right? Farm fresh eggs can be refrigerated for four months or more. And I think that is the, where I'm landing as a person that has a backyard flock. And as as I've learned about all the other ways that you can preserve, I think that's that's the way I'm going forward. And that's what we would recommend. Because they can be refrigerated for so long, it seems... It seems like the best course of action for any backyard chicken keeper would be, okay, one, you can choose breeds of chickens who are strong winter layers. You can stagger adding to your flock so that you have like, you could get pullets that were born like in, let's say, April. Then they will naturally lay their first winter. You can put lights in your coop. We'll do that. There's just a lot of ways that you can boost your winter production. Mm Mm-hmm while at the same time refrigerating your surplus when they're laying laying more. So when you refrigerate, Jenny, are you talking about unwashed refrigerated eggs or washed refrigerated? So Homestead and Chills Post says, I mean, dust off. I would certainly dust off the eggs and then store them in the refrigerator 
unwash and wash them right before you use them. That's her best advice. And that's what I would do. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. And and like you said, I mean, if you can keep them and store them in your fridge for up to four months, that's for most of us, that's like really most of the winter. Unless you live where I grew up in Alaska. (laughs) Yeah. And I think too, like if you take some steps to boost winter production by choosing breeds that lay well in the winter and or refreshing your flock with a couple pullets or, you know, I don't know, however many, a couple, some pullets that are going to want to lay through the winter no matter how long the day is, they'll give you an egg every day. And then using your oldest eggs first, you can get an egg skelter. I don't have one, but I'm going to have to get one for the spring because I have more chickens and uh, I'm going to have to start using the oldest eggs first rather than just like what color looks fun today. But I think with those methods and with the refrigerator, I I just can't fathom choosing any of the other methods other than like pickling for fun for hors d'oeuvres. You wouldn't eat them every day probably. But I think that's how we're landing on this episode is just to choose your flock wisely or with the winter in mind and then to just refrigerate. Yeah. Or, I mean, if you have a ton, just sell some of the excess and keep Mm -hmm. that money for maybe in January or February when your ladies aren't laying as well. Right. But yeah, I just, I know that this possibly make a lot of people mad, but just (laughs) there are other options. And, you know, like we always say, do what you want, but this is just our opinion and the, the things that we've been taught and we've researched. So. Yeah. I I just think too, I'm just so glad you brought that up, Anna, that the use of pickling lime is just not, it does not fit with the lifestyle that you would suspect a homesteader would seek out. Like it's just not a great, it's not a great thing. To me, it seems to really counterintuitive to soak your farm fresh eggs in something that's not good for you. Yep. I'm with you on that. I, I totally feel it. Like, especially if ball has pulled it from their production, that tells me a lot. That tells me all I need to know, really. Put a fine point on that one. Okay. Awesome episode, Anna. Thank you for your expertise as always. (laughs) And thank you listeners for being here. Be sure to check out our show notes because we have some great pickled egg recipes and links to all of our sources for this episode if you want to read more. But we'll catch you next week on the next week's episode. Bye, guys. That's our show. We don't want you to miss an episode, so please be sure to subscribe. If you found this episode helpful and informative, please give our show a rating and review. It only takes a few seconds and it really helps our show grow. Follow us on social media at Smart Home Canning and at The Domestic Wildflower. Email your preserving questions to perfectlypreservedpodcast at gmail.com and we will do our best to answer your questions on the show. Thanks so much for listening. Stay tuned for our next episode released every week.